Hey, before we get into the actual podcast, I just want to give you a little rundown on what's going on. So I sat down with uh, Fish2483 for about two hours on the weekend, and he probably wanted to get off this recording, but he was, he's such a nice guy, he'd never say anything. But we recorded for a long time. We went through all 30 teams, um, and uh, he was awesome as always. Uh, but what I wanted to look at was um, one bullpen arm up, one bullpen arm down, a hitter up, a hitter down. Ignored starting pitching, because I think I'm going to do a whole different um, podcast on that. But um, I wanted to look at them in terms of um, value or relative value. And value is a a term that can be used used loosely in the fantasy world. Um, What I mean is value with respect to, I guess, ADP and how it's going to move. Not so much what I'm, not so much how I think of it. It's how I think the market's going to move. And when I say when I talk about value. I'm talking about its market value um, using ADP as sort of like a stock exchange. So I think there's one point where I say I'm up on DJ LeMayhew. I'm not actually up on DJ LeMayhew. I just think his market's going to move up, be it maybe a little bit, because I believe, and mainly I believe he's going to sign with the Yankees. So um, thanks to Fish for going through this with me. And... Um, he had no prep time. I just threw this on him. We were talking about something completely different. He didn't even know like any of the script. So he did awesome. And I, just because of the length of the, the segment, I think I'm going to break it up into divisions. So this is going to be the AL East. Enjoy. Let's look at the AL East. Jays, my team. For, for relief pitchers, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to go on the limb here. I'm going to say value up. Archie Bradley. I'm going to say Archie Bradley lands in Toronto. And uh, and obviously value down players that are uh, Romano and uh, Dolis. Romano's going pretty high, actually, actually relative to other um, situations. So I'm going to say value down for him, and I'm just going to throw that out there. I think Jays are going to spend. Um, um, jump in anytime you want. Um, but um, hitting-wise, I'm going to say Bichette's going to move up. I think he's going like sometimes like back end of the second round, you'll get, you'll see it sometimes, but I think by, by the main event, you're going to see that guy go on the turn. I think he's just in a great lineup. I think he's going to get, catch some helium again, like he did last year. Um, I think he's going to move up, uh, probably past like your Lindors and, um, maybe even Bellinger with that injury. I could see him going, move, moving ahead of those guys. Um, then a player down, I'm going to say, um, Rowdy Telez. I think some people are, are high on him, but um, just for the playing time, uh, I think that the Jays. I think the Jays are going to be active. I think they're they're looking to, to, to get players, and I'll touch on that in a second. I think that um, uh, he like if they had an infielder. So I think I'm going to I'm going to sit and go out, not because I'm a homer. Usually I'm hard on the Jays, and I don't they, I don't think they're going to do anything good. But I'm going to say they get Lindor and they get JT Romuto, both of them, and. Um, that's and that's going to have an impact on the infield. That's going to sh- that's going to crowd out the infield with Lindor, and that's going to give Kirk less time at catcher. So I think both of those situations funnel people into the DH spot away from Telez. I think you're going to see Vladdy get a lot of DH reps, and I think you're going to get Kirk getting some of the DH reps. And I don't think Telez, as good as he might be with that exit velocity and stuff, I don't think he's going to um, get as much playing time as people think after after the roster shakes out. Are the, are the Jays looking to spend that much? The Jays are looking to spend. They're looking into Springer. They're looking into um, JT Romuto, I heard, Lindor. And they, they, they basically gave away Josh Donaldson to the Indians back um, 
um, I think it was 2016. Because yeah. like their 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 team of the Jays are the old Indians guys, Ray Shapiro and Atkins. Um, so they're they got a they got a kiss and a hug and a handshake together. I think they might have they they might have a, a sort of some sort of reciprocity where um, they gave him Donaldson and now Indians are gonna give him one door for dirt dirt cheap. So. I don't know. It's obviously a bold, fun type of prediction thing here, but... It sounds like a lot of wishful thinking there. Come on. Come on. <laughs> but, okay, so let's say they get Lindor. So, what is Bichette going to second base? Yeah. Bichette goes and to second, Biggio goes to third. Um, okay. And then um, you got Vladdy... Um, or, sorry, you got... You got... Um, who's at third right now? Yeah, Vladdy might have Vladdy might have been going to third, and then you have who's their first base right now? Well, Telez, but they had Telez kind of a, a DH too, right? Yeah. And it's I, I guess yeah. I mean, they do have a hole there, so that would it would kind of solve an issue. But I don't know. I I mean, any team that has Lindor, it, it's a good fit, right? It's a good fit. For, yeah. You know, it's always a good fit when you get the, one of the best players available. I think you, I think the Jays are going to do something. I think that like I think they want to they I think they want to um, 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 look at that leadoff spot. Like Springer or Lindor would be nice. And I think like their outfield they got that they got T. Oscar, they got Gritchick, and they got Gurriel. Um, if they add an outfielder there, like even if you look at it from the other way, they add an outfielder. T. Oscar probably goes to DH because you'll have Gritchick and say Springer and Gurriel in the outfield. So I think there's yeah. a lot, I think there's a lot of ways if the Jays like if, if anything else falls into their onto their team there's a lot of ways like I know they have, they technically have an open spot in the infield right now but if anything falls their way um, Telez could be out of luck and I know there is a little bit of rumblings of Austin Martin getting called up in the middle of the year and he's and he could play infield or outfield too so there, I don't know um, is that is that the guy they just drafted yeah yeah. He's getting he's getting drafted in, in draft champions leagues almost consistently. I haven't taken him. I, I think I think it's I think it's a shot in the dark that he's up this year. They got yeah, but they also but, but they also got this guy Jordan Groshans who's a third baseman that um, I don't know if he'd be quite quite ready. It's hard to tell because there was no minor league season last year. Yeah, that's that's the biggest issue. Like all these draft picks, like have they even played? Like when's the last time they played? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really it's really hard to know. Um, you have to talk to someone that like that's watched like watched the um, Sim City or uh, or really was really um, in depth with them in 2019 to know like how close how close were they in 2019 like how much development were they did they still need but anyways that's my Jays maybe I'm I'm usually, I'm usually hard on them but I'm maybe being overly optimistic with them um, what about uh, I mean are they in the market at all for Trevor Bauer if they're willing to spend yeah, they, they could be like, but I don't know. I don't, I don't feel that's the case. Like with Trevor Bauer, um, I, I feel like he's going um, maybe to the Mets. I mean, I feel like they should be or, trying to go after Bauer before anybody else. I mean, I think their pitching is oh, what needs the most help. Oh, for absolutely. Uh, they still have Robbie Ray and like Tanner Roark on their team. They should have yeah. kept. They should keep Ty- Taiwan Walker. Like he was great. That's. I said at the beginning of last year, like, why are you signing Roark when you can get Walker for way cheaper? And I was right. I mean, Nate, Nate Pearson, I know he's a pretty big prospect, but he hasn't really proven anything either. So no. I mean, 
two through five is pretty shaky. I don't think he can throw a lot of innings. Fantasy-wise, Nick Pearson, I think he's being overdrafted. Like, he's not going super early, but I think he's going, like, in the 200s. Like, way ahead of, like, Spencer Howard or, like, even he's going ahead of Domingo Herman, who I know is not doing well in the Dominican League or whatever, but he's yeah. showing flashes and he's going ahead of some other, like, I don't know, Garrett Richards. Like, why why is Pearson better than Garrett Richards? I know he doesn't have a team right now, but the Jays, I think the Jays, they were also in on Garrett Richards. Uh, he might, he's a, he's a name that they were talking about. I know he didn't have good numbers last year, but um, still had good um, peripherals, spin rate, and um, velocity. He was, doing, he was doing really well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just of all the names we've met, we've talked about here, I would think that, I mean, Bauer's got to be, a, if they're willing to spend a lot of money, I think he should be the number one target. I think if I was a Jays fan, I'd rather him than Lindor. Oh, 100%. I would, I would, Bauer would be at the top of my list for sure, but, I think realistically, I, I just from what I see, he's really been not engaged with the Jays at all. Um, he's been uh, talking about the Angels and the Mets. People have been talking about the Angels and the Mets as potential potential fits. Jays, they, they have heard, I've heard um, strong rumblings on, on Springer um, coming to the Jays, but also Red Sox. Who? Let's talk about them now. Um, Red Sox, same division. Guy in the bullpen. I think down. I'm, I'm down on Barnes. I just don't think he's that good. Could get traded. I don't think the Red Sox are going to be good this year. Guy that I like is Darwin Zon Hernandez. He's a um, good arm, uh, high whip type of guy, but low ERA, a lot of Ks. Could be that. Clo- could be. Could be a closer guy. Could be. Could be a closer arm for them. They really don't have a lot there, and I don't think they're going to be willing. Like, they might want to spend some money, but but I don't think they're going to want to spend money on something that's going to be just this year. So, like, in terms of a closer, I don't think they're going to be after a big money closer. So, he could, he could be a guy that sort of fills in there just because of what's not there. Um, yeah, I, Hernandez was the guy that I had in a lot of draft champions last year. Same here. I just loved the, I love the high, high Ks. I thought for, for sure they'd maybe give him a shot at the closer. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I also had, picked up Barnes in a couple of leagues, too, so... He got the job done. He got the saves, but I mean, yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, he could be just he, he could be just a guy. Thing. I don't think I'd be targeting either of those two situations, like those two bullpen situations, the Jays or the Red Sox, in, in this year, just because, just because of the cost and the like, the cost combined with the unknown is not really worth it. I, I'll take a shot on Darwin's and in the six hundred, sure, but other than that, I don't really want any of those guys I mentioned. And, well. You if I miss out on if I miss out on a lot of, like a huge closer run and I'm desperate, I'm fine with Mike Barnes. I think he's going to start the year as a closer as it stands right now. Now, obviously, if they sign someone, that changes. But where's right Barry? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know where he's going off in, on boards right now, but um, he's one of the guys I'd like. I I I'd way rather take speculative speculative picks like your Archie Bradley or. Darwin's in in like the 400s. I, I just drafted um, Bradley like 460 something, and um, he has a good chance to close. On, like, there's openings on like 10, 15, 20 teams right now that he could potentially close on. So, I think that's all right. Um, for the Sox, for hitters, I'm gonna say they bring Moreland back. I don't know why, um, but they don't. They're really lacking in that the right side of their infield. And then I'm I'm down on downs. I think uh, people, I've seen him being drafted like in the early 300s in some leagues. Um, 
generally he goes later than that, but he's still getting drafted pretty pretty early. Um, and I know I took him in one. I took him in the league that we did, um, but not that early. I just um, I think people might be disappointed in. Like I think you're like there's a big question mark in his when he's going to be up, if at all, and then also how he performs in the major leagues. Um, people seem to be, like I, I'm just I'm out on like the high end of his picks. I'm I'm fine like in the 500s, but I've seen him go a lot earlier than that. I mean, where is he going to play? Second? Yeah. Okay. Is that where he's playing? Well, there wasn't a minors at league season, but is that where he was normally playing? <sighs> Thinks so. well, he's a shortstop by trade, but I think yeah. he, like I think he, yeah no I think he was second base I think, yeah but it, the intention was second base, okay. but like they have Sh- uh, Michael Chavez Sh- there and they could always pick somebody up. There's a lot of a lot of middle infielders that are sort of toiling around, but I don't know if the Red Sox really want to spend. But there's talks of them getting Springer too. But yeah, Yankees Yankees is an easy one. It's just Chapman. I don't really I don't I I'm not I'm, I guess I'm up on him. I think he's like. He's going for a fair price, and I don't really have anyone I'm down on. But I think, sure, like if he goes, like I don't want to, I don't want to be reaching for him. But if he falls to like, whatever, the seventh, eight, seven, eight turn area, like I think about him for my first closer, just to get that solid first closer at this stage. But I generally don't want to spend a lot on closers this year. But if I can, if I get him, like say, the, for in the in the first half of the eighth round, then I can sort of just wait and grab a bunch of the other guys we're going to talk about. Like way way later. Yeah, I mean the good thing about Chapman is he's as safe as they come, right? I mean, his numbers aren't as elite as they used to be, but he's still he's locked in as the Yankees closer. Oh yeah, for sure. And his injury history is not not too worried about him injury wise. Like he has had some injuries and he's getting older, but I think I think he's fine. I think this year, like I think a hybrid approach for closer in terms like in terms of um, getting one. Like early, like a good one, like Chapman or I guess Hendricks, assuming that he's in a close somewhere, and then just waiting forever. And then just I think I think just because cl- like saves are getting sparser and sparser, and they're getting more spread out. So I think you're you're almost you almost maybe good just getting one really really good one. So if you had hand last year, and then you didn't really take a closer, and then you took a bunch of speculative picks on like guys, and maybe one of them hit like Presley, like you'd be more than fine. And I think this year it might even get more. Um, there might be even more dispersion of, of the saves. So I think doing that approach where you get one guy that you think is on a good team that's going to get you a lot of, like a really safe closer, and then just sprinkle some other bunch of other closers in your draft champions. And I think that might be better than getting someone else like at pick 170 or something like that. Like we've seen Mike Myers, just his value evaporate already, right? Right, yeah. And he was one of those guys. You, you, like, why take Chapman and then Myers when you can take Chapman and like a bunch of other guys we're talking about? And why? Yeah. Why spend the capital? I, and I remember last in a DCI last year, I got just completely burned. I thought I was set on the six seven turn. I took Chapman and Osuna. I was like, I'm set. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get saves out of the way. These guys are locked in. They're as safe as can be. Yeah, finished last in saves in the league. <laughs> yeah, well, that makes sense given who you took. All right, um, yeah. Yankees, one guy I'm up on is DJ LeMahieu. Just because I think... He resigns. It, just because I'm, I'm thinking he resigns there. And, like, his value, I think his value is going to stabilize. I still think he, I still think he's a bit overvalued for what he is, like, in, in some formats. Mm-hmm. Um, like, 
I think he'll. I think he has more value in other formats uh, like best balls and double like double up best balls, just because he's safe and the position flexibility matters a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, his like I think I think it's been identified that his skill set's just like so catered to Yankee Stadium, like the home runs. His, Do you see him signing anywhere else? Like, when's the last time somebody signed somewhere other than the Yankees? They, they left the Yankees to sign somewhere else for more money. When's the last time that's happened? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't either. I don't, I don't think so. And the guy I'm down on is Stanton. <laughs> still, like, he's still going. Like, people are people still think they're getting the value that like of what he could be at pick. Like, whatever. What is what is he going? Like, 100, 120. Well, and he's, he's utility only now, too. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? The outfield eligibility. Like, no, no, no. He's still, like, way, way overvalued for... He's not going to play a full season. And, like, I, I, I said it last year, saying it with, like, all this com- cocky confidence. And um, I'm even more... Co- and, I, and, like, after I said it, I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? I still could be wrong. This year, I'm even more confident that he's just, like, he's fucked. He's not going to play. The whole, he's not going to play a lot of games. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> He's getting a little bit older too. I mean, I mean, he's not like super old, but you know, thirty-one. Yeah. With the chronic injuries, like. Yep. Um, Rays, the Rays, um, and um, the Rays uh, bullpen guy up, Castillo bullpen guy down is Nick Anderson. So I think like Nick Anderson's still going ahead of Castillo, but I think Castillo has been he was their he was third of their guy like in the playoffs, and he was their guy. So. Um, I just, in terms of value, like, I think it's sort of like, you gotta draft these guys sort of like a Devin Williams, or like, with some saves, I think you're gonna draft them as like really, really good pitchers, but someone that's gonna get like 25% of the saves of a team. Um, because they just, you know what the Rays do, I think it's obvious by now that you're not gonna get the saves there, so I think, I don't want to, I don't want to, I really don't want anything to do with that situation, but, um, if I did, I, I think the value's better with Castillo than Anderson. Yeah, I would, I would probably agree with that. Uh, I, I know I did take Nick Harrison in one of our Mike DeMoth DCs, and he's texting me, of course, right away. Uh, I was like, listen, I'm like, I took him as like my third closer. Like, you know, he, he, who knows? Who what, knows? Was he, was he, was he, um, was he, um, chirping you about that? Yeah, well, he texted me and we were talking back and forth. He took he texted me a board. He texted me another board, and um, he he took he took Nick Anderson. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's full of shit. Situation, I, I can't remember who my first closer was, but I know my second one was uh, Kenley Jansen, and I know he's a little bit. He always seems like he's a little bit shaky. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, well, all right. So give me. Give me Nick Anderson my number three, and hopefully one of those two guys can just, you know, keep the job. Or, or he took him. He took him in round eleven. He, he sent me a board of his that he did. He did one of his fast drafts. He, he just showed, he just he just took a screenshot of his board. He took Nick Anderson in round eleven. This guy's full of shit. He's all talk. I mean, Anderson's a little shaky towards the end of the playoffs. But yeah, no, he's still. Good. I think he's still really good. But the, the one thing is, he t- he got both Nick Anderson and Diego Castillo in this draft. Okay. But then I asked him, like, okay, like you have Nick Anderson, Castillo. You have he took Gallegos, Castillo, Jordan Romano. I'm like, you really want to throw like um, four relievers in your starting lineup, like, like. Because you're 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 like you're saying that Castillo and Nick Anderson, one of those guys would get the saves. 
probably you're not even sure about that. But um, like you really want to put both of them in your lineup at once. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, that's the thing. I wouldn't. Uh, what round does uh, what round does Castillo go in? Well, he got him. Um, he goes late. Um, he got him in round 19, and I've seen him go later than that. I think he's yeah. So that's that's a, that's pretty good value. Uh, yeah. That that must be just clearly a backup plan in case Nick Anderson doesn't close, right? Well, that's he, what I imagine. Well, it's not a backup. You know, Nick Anderson's not going to be the closer. Like like the there is no closer. Yeah. I mean, so then why take Nick Anderson in the eleven? I, I guess I don't know. You did it. I probably did I, it. I did, I did it because I just it was almost like a, a third backup plan for my, for my first two closers that I thought were kind of shaky. Oh. I don't know the closer situation is so. I mean, this was also two months ago when we did this draft or whatever. The closer situation is just the landscape right now is just a disaster. Like yeah. everybody's just after the first like what four or five, everybody's just throwing darts. It's fucked. Yeah. Who's, who's closing where? I think the teams. I think the drafts that we did like back in October. I think there's going to be like ten of the fifteen teams will like have like less than ten saves on their teams. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's how bad it is. There's going to be some teams who got a closer that might lead the league in saves and then draft them into the twentieth round. Yeah, nuts. Yeah. Um, what else? Okay, Orioles. Uh, go through this quick. Up, no one. Down, everyone. Um, I don't want anything to do with the Orioles. Hunter Harvey is a guy, I guess, but I don't know. Oh, I forgot my up and down on the hitters for the Rays. I'm gonna say up Meadows just because I think he's gonna I think he's gonna go back I think he's gonna get back to sort of what he was before. I think he's going a little bit too late. Uh, he's already had COVID, so he's not gonna sit out anymore from COVID. And then a guy I'm down on is Willie Adams Willie Adamas. I think he's gonna get traded. I think he's out of there. Um, the thirty six percent strikeout rate. Not a very good player. Good defensive player. Better, better real life player. Um, do, you, do you think that thirty six percent strikeout rate was just because of the shortened season, though? Do you think it? Yeah. Not, yeah, yeah probably. I don't think he's. I don't think he's that bad. But I think he's. Um, I don't think he's. I don't think he's a good player. I think he sold out for some power. And um, yeah, that's possible. I think he. I think he could definitely go to. It's funny because the Rays are so like. Um, you're you're so worried about playing time when you draft a guy in the Rays, but he's like the one guy that they don't like platoon, right? And I think yeah. and, it, and it's ironic that I think that if he goes somewhere else, he and he might end up being like a platoon guy somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's true. That's, that's very true. And then Orioles, like I won't waste your time on the bullpen. I think if you want to draft someone, I think it's Hunter Harvey. I don't see anyone else there. Um, uh, but. Hitters, it's, this is a guy that I haven't seen drafted at all yet. The guy I'm up on, and I haven't, I haven't, I haven't had the chance to draft him yet. Maybe I should take him because I'm on him, and this is, a, I don't really want to. I haven't really been saying any of my like sleepers on this podcast yet this year, but I'll give you one because he's a guy that I want to get. I, I'll probably grab a couple times. Is a guy named Ryan Rylan Bannon on the Orioles. He's a he's a second baseman. They got rid of Hansel Alberto, and. Uh, he, he, he came over to the Orioles in the Machado trade from, from the Dodgers, and he's had a good season in the minors. He's ready to go. Like, he's old enough, and he's had enough time in the minor leagues. He's one of those guys. He's just, like, sort of, like, a non-exciting prospect, but he's a prospect, and he had, I think he had a 20 home or 10, 10 stolen base season. Like, he has some, some potential, and he could get some, he could fall into some playing time there. He's ready, like, he's, like, there's no point of him being in the minors anymore if, he's, if he can contribute. So, like, you can get him at pick 750. 
and uh, because he has not been drafted. Um, so he's a guy that I'm sort of maybe a little bit into that maybe I, maybe I should start grabbing a share or two of at the end of the drafts. And the guy, I'll, I'll, the guy I'm down, how can you not pick Chris Davis? He should not be in the major leagues. <laughs> Uh, wouldn't it be nice to have that payday though? Oh yeah, his, yeah. If I were him, I'm not retiring. Fuck that. I'm just uh, what do you want me to do? I'll bring you. My, I'll bring you some Gatorade. I don't care. Pay me my. <laughs> pay me my money. <laughs> Why would you ever retire? So there you have the AL East. As I cut myself off talking about Chris Davis because there is no need to continue that conversation. Big thank you to inmate fish two four eight three. I call him an inmate because I kept him captive for a long period of time, talking about one up and one down from each bullpen and one up and one down from each team's offensive perspective. Um, We just uh, aired the AL East because um, I felt like it's best to break them up. Um, You'll also hear some, um, I guess, lighthearted predictions for the free agent market and um, trades and how that will impact um, I guess what we're talking about, one up and one down from the bullpen and hitters from each team. And those um, those predictions, how, how they're built into these um, these podcasts are really, they're more fun than uh, than founded on a lot of research, as, you know, as you'll note. But um, they're not without their merits. So hope you enjoyed, and I'm going to try and get you the AL Central tomorrow.